podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Local SD, serving up the latest in the San Diego culinary world with a pinch of history. We're super live. Hey, selfie live. <laughs> Welcome to the Dine Local podcast, Dine Local SD podcast number 41. We've done 41, 41. episodes. I know. And today I have Chef Jeff from Terra American Bistro. How are you? What up? I'm good. Good. Pinch of history. Just a pinch, you know, like a like a salt bay pinch. Yep. Yep. Boom, baby. There it is. <laughs> um, Jeff, I am super excited to have you uh, on our podcast because A, you're wonderful, but B, oh, thank you. Yeah. As we were talking, you are the uh, longest restaurant owner that we've had on our Dine Local SD podcast. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I tried really hard not to say oldest. Because that's not what I meant. Well, but I just wanted to clarify. Could be oldest. I wanted to clarify why that came out rough. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Tara opened in 1998. 98. Wow. Actually, spe- specifically yeah. May 7th, 1998, because my son was born two weeks earlier. It was oh, the worst. Man. Oh my God. It was the worst. Way ever. to plan it. My son, my, well, my. X now. Mm-hmm. She, uh, you know, it's part of that restaurant business thing. I've heard. She went into labor the day we started training. Oh my gosh. That was crazy. That's, is that why she's your ex? I'm just kidding. That's Sorry. one of the reasons. Yeah. <laughs> These things happen. Oh yeah. So to a lot me. of us. Yes, I know. So tell me, Terra Restaurant was originally in Hillcrest. Yep. And uh, the Panera location now. Oh, I didn't know that. That's great. Right at the bottom of that three-story building uh-huh. right there across from Trader Joe's. It's yeah. kind of a weird location. It used to be um, Perrett and George Munger's place, yep. Canes, okay. way back in yeah. the day. Shout out to Jack Monaco. Yeah, right? <laughs> so May 1998. So tell me, what was the food scene like in 1998? I have an idea because I was alive then. but um, I was, Were you? I was. I was pretty Barely? young. I was pretty young. <laughs> <laughs> the food scene was... Um, Hillcrest. Yeah. And downtown was so so. Okay. There was um, crochies. It was very ghetto down there mm-hmm. still. There was mm-hmm. crochies and a couple other places, and that was about it. You wow. know, I don't think at that point they had remodeled um, Horton Plaza yet. Mm. And there certainly wasn't anything going on in North Park. Yeah, that was like no. It was Hillcrest. Yeah, yeah, there was Montana's. Um, who's there now? Gossip Girl. Mm. Right over by Gossip Girl, yeah, uh, Montana's, and then uh, Mike Stebner had his restaurant. Actually, he came. I don't think it was ninety eight. He was still down at the Lowe's. Oh, because I remember mm-hmm. him going to farmers markets over in Coronado. Okay, and is then that where was, like the farmers market was? There were like three. It was mm-hmm. Hillcrest, and then there was Coronado. Yeah, and there might have been one or two more. One other random one, and that was it. Yeah. And so there was, uh, who else was there? Um, Chris was at, oh, what was it called? It was right there on, on University 2. I'm blanking. Mm. There were only like three or four restaurants. Yeah, Kimo Sabe was probably around. Kimo Sabe started, I think, right around there. Yeah. And Corvette. Corvette Diner opened yeah. in 88. Nice. Yeah, well, yeah. That's super fun. And so... You were in Hillcrest from 98 until 2011. Yeah, exactly. And then you moved to the East County location. 
Which some say that it's not East right. County. Yeah, you know, East... I grew up out there. And, yeah. And to me, anything east of the 15 is kind of East County. Right. I grew up in the same zip code as your current restaurant, 92115. Yeah. And we never repped East County. <laughs> yeah. But um, we, it's just the college area. Yeah. Is what we called that. Technically, we're like the East Rolando. Ah. Uh. You know, Rolando is like a really small little she-she yes, kind of a yeah. really small. Yeah. And so Rolando really goes all the way out to 72nd, I believe. Okay. We're at 71st. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like a peninsula. We're right. on our little peninsula. It's weird. Like yeah. if you go one block up and back, it's La Mesa. Exactly. It's it's really weird on the map. Yeah. So how how was that that move? How was the shift? Like physically, like moving everything sucked. <laughs> sucked a lot. <laughs> the shift was good. It was actually weird because we, we do a lot of catering also. Mm-hmm. So we didn't know exactly how we were going to do stuff. Um, yeah. So I had told our catering manager, hey, you know, let's take it easy for a little while. And cool. But it was it was good. We actually did the only thing we did for marketing was we did the Rolando Street Fair. Okay. And that was in April. And then we moved like a couple weeks later. So we were in the process of of construction and finalizing wow. everything. And so we opened and we had a 45 minute wait. Wow. No other marketing, just that one little Rolando street. So everybody out there yeah. wanted something that yeah. we were that it's, we were offering. It's an underserved market and you guys were just what the doctor ordered. You know, we had done a survey when we were in Hillcrest mm. over the 13 years and most I'd say at least 60%, mm-hmm. maybe even a little bit more of our customers were coming from East County. Yeah. That's great. Because there's nothing. Right, right. And it's kind of the the first stop off the eight, right? Like, yeah. Because I know because my parents live, still live in the house I grew up in. And That's it's cool. like going past Hillcrest is like, oh, we got to go down there. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. I live off the five and it's like, I'm far away. <clears throat> no, it was great. Yeah. You know, and then New Year's Eve started to be really good because people could come in. Sure. They could have a cocktail Close or two. Close to home. Yeah. How do you do? You guys get a lot of college kids. Is it like a date no. night spot? No, not really. Yeah, families and retirees. we get college kids when the parents come to yeah. visit oh, and they pay for them to nice. come in. As a matter of fact, there was one on Friday. I walked out there Friday. They came in early Friday, and yeah. it was all their first time in. Yep. And he was a sophomore, and you know you could tell. Oh sure. But yeah, not very many. Cool. Our price our price point isn't college, there. College, yeah, family. no, yeah. Awesome. But we do get a lot of the faculty. Oh sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys you guys have happy hour? We do have happy hour. Yeah, yeah daily happy hour. And then we're going nice. to start, I think, later on this week, a late night happy hour. Ooh, very cool. I see that you're open for lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch. We are. Closed on Mondays. Yeah, I need that one day just to... I hear you. To do this with me. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Everyone says, oh, you're closed on Monday. It's dead for you. Uh, no. Yeah. I got to do all my, or- yeah, all my orders. <laughs> I prep, you know, get my prep list and order guide ready to go for the whole week yep. for catering. Yeah. It's not a very fun, relaxing Monday. Right. Are they any? I don't think yeah. so. You know, most of us have Mondays off. Right. I, I sometimes get Sundays off. There it is. That's about it. Woo. Um, so going back to 98, uh, Way back. Way back when. I can't we, believe it's 20 years. I, I know. We'll get in our way back time machine and go back 20 years. Um, so Tara has always been farm to table. Yes and no. I mean, it wasn't back then. It wasn't like super she-she. Right. 
it but was we just were what doing it, was. it Yeah, we were doing it. I was going, I mean, it was crazy because I'd have to go in. Speaking of Sundays off, I had to go, had to go in on my freaking day off <laughs> to go shop at the farmer's market in Hillcrest. Yeah. So I would meet the farmers. I would go get all the stuff, and then I would bring it, bring it back. And then I was also going up to um, Rancho Santa Fe to mm. Chino's. Oh. And I was doing that like three times a week, and finally I was like, Damn, this, this is this is a long drive. I mean, it's cool to go up there and sure. see Tom and all the guys, but you know, I'm not in La Jolla, I'm not in Del Mar, yeah. and I I can't really afford to drive. First of all, it's like Time. an hour and a half, you know. So I stopped doing that after a while. Yeah, and then um, you know, here at Specialty, they were doing Santa Monica, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. there wasn't a lot of local stuff that they were getting back right. in the day. Sure. And so it was hard. It was really hard to get the stuff that we're getting now. Yeah. Back then, but I mean, yeah, I was doing I was doing gluten-free stuff back yeah. then. I was doing sugar-free stuff back then, carb-free yeah. stuff, you know. And how how did you like why was that important to you from the start or how how did you get so far ahead of the trends or was there an inspiration for that? Or is that just kind of how you cook always and I just think it was it was just part of what the whole farm to table movement's all about. Yeah. You know, it just happened back then that it was that we still had a lot of farms in San Diego County mm-hmm. and it was cool to go to the farmers markets and right. and help them. Yes. And not only help them but I mean you can't even compare the produce. It's just pick sure. that day. Oh, right. I mean, yeah. People that I'm talking to right now know. Right. The people that are listening to this podcast are are like yeah, dude, we get we get it. Right. We go to the farmers market. You can go pick your strawberries mm-hmm. fresh. You could get you know your farmers market baskets. Totally. You could get you know your basket from specialty here. It's just such a different kind of a flavor profile, yeah. and then it lasts for a while. It, for a while, yeah, that's the thing that people always discount or don't think of is like. If you get it, something from the – because people, you know, we're open to the public. Yeah. They're like, what's the difference between shopping at specialty? I'm like, well, if you go to a grocery store, your apple has probably already been in storage for about a month. Yeah. <laughs> like, totally. And here we turn over, like, pretty much the whole warehouse every three days. That's awesome. Yeah. I know. It's a machine. You can totally tell. You know, yeah. and, and then the whole thing – my first cookbook, I wrote, a, I wrote a little bit about my work with the farm-to-school program mm, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. I don't do quite as much of it anymore. There's a lot of politics involved. Sure. And, a lot of policies and procedures that I, yeah. I just don't have time for. But yeah. part of it is also if you eat things that are grown in your own environment, mm-hmm. you're less likely to become sick. Yes. Because I've all of the of airborne, yeah, all the airborne pathogens, everything that's that's here that's grown locally mm-hmm. that you're used to anyway, right? then it's no big deal. But if you're buying stuff from South America, Mexico, yeah. you know what I mean? Totally. So yeah, that's part of it too. That. Yeah. I love that with allergies too, right? Like they always say. You know, because uh, all the bees and the, all the pollinators, yep. you're getting access to it with all the locally grown food. Um, well, that's really cool. I think that. Do you think that it's been a benefit to have such a surge in the farm to table movement? And I know you're a part of like farm to fork week and there's just so much more talk about farm to table now. I think it's good and bad. I mean, mm-hmm. it brings it brings it to light, mm-hmm. but it also, you know, the same thing that goes with the whole seafood thing. Right. Yeah, which I want to talk to you about. You know, oh, well, I'm using Corvina. Well, why does it look like tilapia? You know what I mean? Right, that right. whole thing that's been really surfaced over the last couple of years is the same thing that's happened with Farm to Table. Sure. And 
unfortunately, we can't get everything grown in San Diego, right. so we can't be 100% farm to table. Yes. Um, but, you know, we try as best we can. And then the other part is where I'm located, mm-hmm. and I always tell everybody this, is that all of my expenses are the same. Right. Except for my rent. Oh. Gas, electric, everything is the same. Water, everything is the same as a restaurant in La Jolla and Del Mar. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I can only charge, because I'm on my little peninsula on Elkhorn Boulevard, Right. I can only charge like 19 or 20 bucks for sure. Mary's Chicken. Mm-hmm. But at the Marine Room, right, or a Pumpamoose, or you know, at some of the other yeah, Mr. A's, or yeah, places with the view, with the location, they can charge like thirty bucks, right? Like, wait a minute, you know. So yeah. it's it's becoming it's di- more difficult and more difficult for us. Absolutely, I can see that. Um, yeah, and so speaking of seafood. Uh, I see that you are starting an inaugural dinner with fishmonger Tommy Gomes. I hope he's watching. Hi, Tommy. Hi, Tommy. Hi. What's up, brother? <laughs> uh, so tell me a little bit about this Know the Source. The dinner is February 28th at 6 p.m., and it's a seasonal farm-to-table dinner featuring local farmers, ranchers, and fishermen. Um, so tell me about it. We decided to do, um, you know, they've been doing these dinners all over the place and, mm-hmm. and wine dinners and this and that. And I've been doing wine dinners since 98. Yeah. yeah. And so Tommy approached me and he said, hey, man, why don't we, you know, I've been doing dinners all over town, but there's sure. nothing out in East County. Sure. So I said, okay, let's yeah. try it. So we picked February 28th, the last day of February. It's not quite spring yet, mm-hmm. but we're kind of doing. Into it. Yeah, we're kind of looking at doing quarterly or seasonal dinners. Okay. And so this one's kind of a prelude to spring. Yeah. So I contacted my uh, friends at Fallbrook. So we're doing Fallbrook wines and we're going to finish pairing them today. Awesome. So the menu should be up online. Um, You know, San Diegans make last minute decisions. So hopefully we'll get, hopefully we'll get 30 or 40 people to come out this, uh, this next Wednesday, the 28th to do this. And it'll be super cool. We're going to have, Someone there from the winery, hopefully the the winemaker. Cool. Tommy's going to be there talking about the fish and sustainability and everything. So he does I, such a good job at that. He's awesome. Yeah, he can talk for days, hours on days on years. He's, uh, he's a great guy. Yeah, we love Tommy here. And so this will be on your website, which is terrasd dot com uh, later today. Yes, perfect. Yeah, make the reservations. It's actually yeah. a really good deal. Eighty five bucks. Mm-hmm. It includes tax gratuity and all the wine pairings. Awesome. Five course dinner. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yep, very cool. And so, um, I was just looking at your website, terrasd.com, and you also have a barrel aged pairing brunch coming up this Saturday, February twenty fourth, from twelve to three. And that's four courses, $60 a person. Tell me a little bit about this. There's a guy that's right next, well, it's about a block and a half down. I don't know if you know, um, next door. Okay. His name is Jack, and he bought this place um, back in, I think it's been a year now. Mm-hmm. And it's a really cool wine and beer bar. Oh, nice. And so we've tried to do some marketing, you know, to get people out to that area of El Cajon Boulevard. Yeah. And so what we decided was, hey, man, we could do some stuff at your place. We could do some stuff at my place. Mm-hmm. We're closed on Saturdays. It's much easier. We have a full kitchen. You don't. So let's do these cool beer brunches. Cool. So we did um, We did one back in November, and it was pretty successful. We had, um, I think it was about 15 people. Cool. And uh, 
it, it's super, super fun. It's a great time. We've, we've this next one for Saturday, we had people from November make reservations again because they had such a wow. good time. Yeah. So it's, again, it's seasonal. It's probably mm-hmm. going to be once a quarter. It just so happened that it was like the 24th and 28th. Sure. Back to back events. Yeah. <laughs> Fit it in with your travel schedule. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. That sounds amazing. I bet my parents would like to. Oh, no. We'll be, we'll be out of town. Bummer. Next one. I will definitely be there. Yeah, they're fun. Yeah, that sounds... That's on the website now, so go out and buy tickets, make reservations, folks. Yeah, and you take reservations seven days a week or six days a week? At the restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Do you find that that's um, more necessary with your clientele, or you've always done it? We've always had open table, and (laughs) we've kind of weeble wobbled about reservations and mm-hmm. open table because it does cost a lot of money. People don't just, understand how just much under, money. I just found out how much it costs and I was pretty blown away. People don't understand that open table, they give you points and bonuses, but they charge the restaurant. Yeah. So it costs a lot of money. So we're, we've been weeble wobbling about it for mm-hmm. a long time now. But yeah. anyway, we do take reservations. It's nice to know how many people are coming Ooh, in and I when they're coming imagine. in. Yeah. But it's... You know, it's not necessary. We still got a lot of walk-ins, you know, yeah. San Diegans. San Diegans. I'm, last minute. Hey, let's go out to dinner. I am the queen I do of that last too. minute. Yeah, yeah, I really am. Are you from San Diego? I was born in Anaheim, okay. but my folks moved us here. I was six. Oh, 1975. We'll nice. Yeah. 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 I was not alive then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I told you. I know. Um, so I want to talk about your menu real quick, like, and your loyalty program. Yeah. Because I was searching your website today, and um, you know your your name is Tara American Bistro, but I'm looking at the menu and I'm like, man, you got a lot of delicious things, kind of with inspiration from all over. So I think like some of the items that stuck out to me were the smoked salmon pot stickers. Whoa! And then you have nachos, because I mean, who doesn't love nachos? Nachos are really for the bar. Oh, they. You know, it's interesting because um, I've always kind of gone back and forth on having a separate bar menu right. than a restaurant menu. And it doesn't, I mean, our kitchen's small, small so it doesn't it. really, it's not real conducive to having a whole bunch of food. Sure. You know, we're trying, especially with labor now and yeah. back of the house, and oh, we won't yeah. even get into that right. political That's crap right now. That's a whole other right conversation. But, you know, we're trying to watch our labor. Of course. So um, I had the nachos on there, then I took them off, mm-hmm. and then actually my parents are like, oh, you should put nachos on because it's a great shareable thing at the bar, blah, blah, blah. And... You know, for the kind of restaurant that we are, we're yeah. also shooting to be more of an everyday kind of a of place. Course. So we have flatbreads, we have yep. burgers. I put a steak sandwich on there. Yeah. And so it gives people the opportunity to either, you know, have a $28 ribeye special. Right. Or they can have a $19 hanger steak sandwich. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, it kind of, yeah, because you have like steamed mussels and a really delicious sounding pork chop as well. It kind of reminded me... Um, the Prada, the Prada was the first restaurant I ever worked yeah. at, and I used to work the lunch service there when I started. And that was kind of how we explained it to people who would call, because I started as a hostess. People who would call looking for reservations, like, well, what's the menu like? Yeah. And it was kind of like, you know, we got something for everyone. Yeah. Like, we can give you this experience, or we can give you a fish taco experience, yeah. or a $32 pay experience, <laughs> like... Or just come in and split some calamari. Like, you know, like, we got it all for you. And that, that's my favorite place. I'm very fickle when it comes to deciding where to eat. Because if I'm too pigeonholed, I'm like, oh, I want a little bit of everything. And most people are like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So especially being there, we're the only restaurant. Now, we oh, sure. we were talking about when we moved. 
yeah. in 2011. Now, there was nothing out in La Mesa that's there now. Right. Um, you well, know, yeah, Brian Bobo Malarkey. was later. Bobo was like Yeah, after Brian Malarkey had his place. Right. And then now, you know, there's some other restaurants over there. There's really... It seems to be growing. It is growing. Yeah. So we're kind of on our own little peninsula. but mm-hmm. there. So we've had to kind of grow with the times. But when we moved in 2011, we had a whole bunch of different appetizers and flatbreads and sandwiches and sliders. You know, so right. we haven't really changed our philosophy. Yep. And our philosophy since 98 was the name Terra. Mm-hmm. And it's basically land. Yeah. Or for me, it was food from all of the lands, which means South Central North America specifically. Cool. Okay. So that's kind of where we got our... Our food base from, and that's where we're, you know, where we're staying now. Yep. You know, even my uh, my my chef now, he has roots in Florida, which is cool, and also his dad's from New Orleans. So we did, yeah, we did. We got lobsters in the other day. He's like, "Hey, man, I want to make etouffee." Okay, go for it. So we did lobster etouffee, and then we made a a cornbread pudding to go with it. Gosh, I want that. You know, so we're kind of got a little sailing around. Mm Yep, just sailing in the Black Sea. Yeah, we have fun. They say around here. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Um, and so you guys, I know, I think I spoke with your sister. It's kind of oh, a yeah. family business, right? Like I know your dad's involved and your sister emailed me the other day. My sister actually lives in St. Louis. Oh, cool. And she's was helping and now she's helping again doing our social media. Nice. And she's also helping with a couple programs. So we have this really cool program that we just started called Dine to Donate. Oh. And so what it what it is is groups, you know, it actually stemmed from letters that we keep getting. Now, you were in the restaurant business before, yeah. so you know how many donation so letters you many. get every day. From everything from a kid's softball team to Dude, it's crazy. Ba- yeah, like everything. Any, and anywhere in between. I just got yeah. three more this morning. Yeah. So anyway, so I, I called her and I said, what, you know, what do we... What should we do? She said, oh, there's this really cool thing in St. Louis. And restaurants have been doing this for a long time. It's nothing really new. Sure. Right? So I said, let's flip it back on them. Yeah. So we decided to, and I had her call them Yeah. and say, hey, we'll give you a basket. So the basket oh. has one of my cookbooks, a t-shirt, and a gift card in it mm-hmm. if you do the our Dine to Donate program. Nice. And so what that is, is they have to pick a date. Okay. And then they basically come into the restaurant. We do a digital flyer for them, and we give nice. them 15% of um, of all the proceeds from that night. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I was sitting there going, okay, I, I don't mind giving a, a gift basket. Sure. But you know, you get nothing out of it. Right. right? Oh, right, yeah, right. we're going to mention your name. We're going right. to put you in the flyer. But what do you really get? Yeah, the so return I'm, isn't great. So the ne- the the best thing for a restaurant in advertising is to get people to your restaurant. Butts and seats. So I'm like... Let's do this dine to donate. Let's yeah. turn it back on them. It's going to cost us 15%, but once they get the flyer, they need to do all the marketing. Yes, yeah. Right? It's a good idea. So that's our new program, and that's what cool. she's helping out with. I love it. Yeah, it's cool. Awesome. Yeah, you guys seem to have catering, and then you've got buns, and... We have a little bistro, too, at the KFMB building. Oh, yes. I was like, there's something with a radio station, but I yep. can't remember what it is. Oh, it's got me going and coming all day. You are busy. Dude, and you know, luckily, okay, so we moved, right? We talked about yeah. that. And luckily, we had that opportunity to move and kind of reinvent ourselves. Sure. Because the place in Hillcrest, I mean, it was really nice, but let's face it, it was white tablecloth. Oh, yeah. It, we had a cherrywood bar. I mean, it was beautiful yeah. inside. But this new place is, you know, no tablecloths. Yeah. 
It has um, big, big like communal table. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah farm awesome. table. It's it's Shandler's. more it's more everyday kind of thing because awesome. before people would walk in and go, "Ooh, Ooh this is too fancy." fancy. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. We have burgers. Come <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah. You know. Right. So um, change the image a little. Yeah. bit. Update the image. Yeah. So Very we got cool. to update our image a little bit. Yeah. Um, which you know restaurants that have been around for twenty years. It's you hard have to, to do. keep going. Yeah. So we try like the dine to donate. So we try to keep modern. Yeah. I love that. Awesome. Um, if you guys want to learn more about Terra American Bistro, you can always go visit them. They're right on yeah, Alcohol yeah. Boulevard. Yeah. <laughs> 7091 Alcohol Boulevard in the college area. Um, Big red tractor right out front. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, open for lunch Tuesday through Friday, 11.30 to 2 p.m. Dinner Tuesday through Sunday, 4.30 to close. Sunday brunch as well, as we talked about, from 9 to 2. Um, you can also order to go from Grubhub. Yeah. I'm I'm like a delivery junkie, kind of. I'm a big fan. That's a whole nother topic. I know. You know? I know. <laughs> it really is. About food quality. and Sure. And it's like, okay. Yeah. Do fries really last? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, keep up with them on social media on Facebook at Terra Bistro San Diego and on Instagram at Terra SD. Jeff, thank you so much for joining. Hey, my pleasure. Happy Monday, baby. Happy Monday. I have um, you are the first chef to receive our new gift. What? Yeah. Uh huh. I know. I'm like looking at Judy. We, you are Dude. about to get pop socketed. Do you know what that is? No. I'm too. I'm too old. I'm gonna teach you right now. Remember, we're gonna stay modern. Okay. <laughs> it's. Oh wait, I know what those are. It's a phone. Isn't that grip the thing that stand. goes on the phone? It is. Look, I don't so you even... can do selfies. Look, at, we can do so many selfies. No now. way. Oh, yeah. I'm so stoked. Yeah, and you just pop it right on there, and then it like extends, and now you're just a selfie oh, pro. Oh, that is so cool. And you can even make a phone stand out of it. Oh, thank you. You know, thank it's you. funny because one of the guys on our travel team has one. Yeah. And um, and you were like, I didn't I've always wanted it... one. I did. <laughs> But I didn't. Re- I didn't remember what it was called. So yeah, that's how is. old I am. <laughs> there, you know, I didn't know about it until I started working here. So it's okay. Super stoked. Yeah, dying local SD pop socket. Right Exclusive on. to our podcast guests. I'm so old. I don't know how to put it on. You need to help me. Oh, I'll help you. We'll get it squared <laughs> away. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Anytime. Oh, this is the part where I'm supposed to close out. Here it is. I hope you have me back. Oh, we would love to have you back. We'll do it again. Uh, To explore the San Diego food scene, head on over to DineLocalSD.com, where we highlight restaurant menus and ongoing specials. And of course, remember to stay connected with us on Instagram and Facebook at DineLocalSD for upcoming podcast guests and awesome giveaways. Yeah. Like the pop socket. Like the pop socket. Thanks, Jeff. Thank you. If you guys enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends and give us a rating on iTunes. Thank you.